Then episode 440. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Episode 440 of yeah, the Gamers so Inn. Disappointed. <laughs> no, <laughs> not oh, disappointed. Man. More just like more just tired. <laughs> tired. I don't, that sounds worse, to be honest. I, does it? I wasn't sure. I didn't mean it to sound worse. No, I just. No, no. Um, I get it. Like 440. That's a long time. Like now we have to think about what we want to do for our our tenth. Is it tenth? No, tenth would be next ninth. year. Nice. yeah 10th yeah 10th is in 2021 yeah so much time oh my god the fact that this show is gonna have a 10th anniversary like where the fuck did our lives go <laughs> right like video games video games I guess. and just living it living it <sighs> yeah <laughs> hey man 10 years a lot happened in the last 10 years a lot of good things some bad things <laughs> but a lot <laughs> so of good true. things oh man are we just are is this the show have we just started the show i don't know i'm i can keep this in if you want but it is a recording i your, usually trim this your out. call man your call i'll do the intro just in case the gamers in come on in pull up a chair next to the fire it looks like you've had a long journey i'm your host jocelyn and joining me as always is my co-host ryan hello ryan hello again hey what <laughs> is time? Still? What? <laughs> oh man probably the weirdest intro to the show we've ever done but you know it works uh so yeah episode 440 we're we're getting up there man we're getting old <laughs> yeah yeah we're uh we're, are we at the stage like we're like we're a geriatric podcast or something like once you get into the <laughs> I feel that some days like how many <laughs> how many episodes do you mood. need to have where you you have to start like looking at waiting lists for podcast nursing homes you know <laughs> it's like a five-year wait I, isn't I it? feel like yeah I mean man when you're at when you're just edging closer and closer and closer to 500 when and especially since we don't do a daily show the fact that we do a weekly show like that's that's a lot of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we... If you listened to one episode of the Gamers in every day for a year, you'd still have almost 100 episodes left to go before you got to the end. <laughs> that's a lot of shows. It is a lot of shows. And I mean, the thing is, it's it's weird. You know, we've got all these episodes, but I I almost don't feel like. The Gamers Inn is a is a is like an evergreen show. Like I don't know if you could go back and listen to episode one and start. Oh God, from please scratch. don't. <laughs> we yeah. had somebody do that on Angry Chicken uh, about six or eight months ago. Really? That they went right back to the very beginning and were like tweeting us when they like, oh, now I know where so hot comes from. Oh, now I understand the eye for an eye reference. I was like, yeah, yeah, those were those were back in the day, back in the day. But I mean, even tack. Like tax in the three hundred and eighty somethings, I think tax about about a year behind gamers in in terms of episode numbers, I think. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird We've been doing phenomenon. This a while, you know, doing podcasts for this long. Um, on Zombies Ate My Podcast, we have I think two hundred and forty episodes. We we started going biweekly a couple of years ago, 
And and I consider that one to be evergreen. I mean, you can you can go back and listen. We have people almost on a monthly basis who will email us and say, oh, I discovered your show. I started from episode one. And I'm working my way through the back catalog. And at first we were kind of like horrified, like, oh my gosh, don't do that because a lot <laughs> has changed. And and now we kind of find it kind of funny and I've come around on it. I think it is really an evergreen show because the stuff we're discussing is content that you could easily be um, re-experiencing. Well, yeah, you guys do a whole bunch of like movies and TV shows and stuff. So if for mm. some reason someone's never watched The Walking Dead, they can go, oh, hey, I'm on episode 16. What did Zombies Ate My Podcast have to say about this one? Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of like tie in there. Whereas like games, like I feel like games become like obsolete and unplayable, you know, within four to five years. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that that would be where i when i say game not that our gamers like in we really started or, like reviewing stuff on 360 dude i know we talked about skyward sword for a good couple episodes and yeah uh, you know and uh, that was the wii right yeah, that yeah. yeah that wasn't even the wii u that was the wii man we've been doing this forever anyways <laughs> we're still doing it that's yes. the whole point of this show this isn't a retrospective still end at it yeah life no we're, we're, <laughs> we're still not going. going anywhere <laughs> so uh we should get into it so yes. Ryan, tell me what you've been up to this week, because I, I've been playing a little bit of stuff, but like a lot of the things that I've been spending my time in are, you know, my my typical WoWs and, and Hearthstone because um, WoW just got its pre-patched. I'm not really going to talk a whole lot about because it's a lot of system stuff. And I know you guys don't care about that. If you did care about that, you'd be listening to my WoW show, which is for Azeroth. So if that's what you want, a deep dive into the pre-patch and all the systems, go check out Faz. But uh, yeah, and then I've been playing Hearthstone too, and we're actually getting a really big Hearthstone announcement on Thursday. They're announcing the new expansion, a new game mode, and a systems update all on one day. So we're at like Thursday is like Hearthstone BlizzCon, basically. (laughs) So uh, it's, yeah, I'm kind of like in between these like two major Blizzard titles right now that are taking up a lot of my time. So I do have a game that I've been spectating like playing kind of uh that i'll talk about in a little bit but i want to i want to hear about what you're playing first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh it's always interesting when you tell me there's a new um hearthstone update coming or a new hearthstone announcement because i'm like i think we just get new content i think as as a player outside of that game or as someone who hasn't played in a while like that's probably shows that they have a pretty good cadence of, uh, of they updates do. There. Yeah. They're doing yeah. really well because especially since they've, um, put the battlegrounds game mode in basically like they update constructed and give us new cards and then they do a major update to battlegrounds and then they do a big update to cards and then they do a big update to battlegrounds. So there's kind of something super duper brand new in Hearthstone every six weeks or so. Um, so we are heading into, so the expansion is being announced on Thursday, but it's not actually going to launch probably till like mid to late November. I would guess like we're still a little ways away from it, I think, but, um, the announcement and the card reveal season is starting up anyway. So yeah, they're ramping towards the, the final expansion of the year. So yeah, busy, busy, exciting times over in the Hearthstone world. Cool. Cool. Well, I, I mean, in terms of what I've been playing, um, I've been I continued to play Genshin Impact. Uh that was the game I discussed last week about, you know, the free to play yep. <laughs> Breath of the Wild stuff. Uh and I I wanted to kind of keep going cuz you know what people were saying is that the game continues to unfold as you uh rank up your adventure rank. So I 
I, I guess at rank 20, which I, I've hit now and kind of exceeded a little bit, they've, uh, they add the, they unlock the battle pass and a couple more events and stuff that you can do. And from what I've been able to experience in the game, as you move forward with your adventure ranks, you get more, um, more stuff, more grinding stuff to do in, uh, in the world. Um, so I think, I think I talked about it last week, but you can get, you get your four daily quests. So you go do those, you get a good chunk of rewards. And now that's all feeding into increasing, um, my battle points or my, my points toward the, the battle pass. I don't think I'm going to buy it. Uh, you can, the premium, I think the premium track is like $13. Or you can spend like $30 to get the premium track and 10 levels. So essentially okay. guaranteeing that you get, you know, some rewards plus plus whatever you can, you can earn. Um, but, you know, I've been kind of working my way at it. And it's, it's been, it's, it's been slow going so far. I know there are ways to kind of get in there and get more points and stuff. But I really haven't had the time to sit down and be like, all right, how are we going to how are we going to min max this thing? I've just been kind of having time to go in, do a couple dailies, do a couple story missions. And I have been f- having fun with that. Uh, I think it's a game that really benefits from having, you know, a way to play it on your phone and a way to play it on your computer and kind of jump back and forth because you can do your little daily stuff on your phone, you know, do your cooking and do your, your daily quests that don't have any VO or or special story. It's just like, Oh, you chase the ducks away, or no? You ta- <laughs> no, this is literally a quest. You you chase, you walk across the bridge, and this little kid's like, "Hey, you chase the pigeons away again." And I'm like, "Oh, sorry." And he's like, "Well, don't worry about it because, you know, the pigeons have kind of been pissed off about the ducks eating all the bread I bring. So go go give the ducks some bread, and then come back, and hopefully the pigeons will come back." And they- that's the quest. I've gotten it two days in a row, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> This isn't... Can we just stop with the doves and the pigeons yeah, and the I... ducks, please? Whatever. Like, <laughs> I was really hoping there'd be a quest to come along next week and be like, hey, you know that kid out on the bridge? He keeps bringing these pigeons and they shit all over the bridge. We got to kill all the pigeons. <laughs> you just go murder all the pigeons in front of this poor little kid. <laughs> I mean, like maybe, maybe, maybe take the kid and take him to like the restaurant or something. <laughs> Get rid like... of him first. No, no, no. Wow, Ryan. Wow. <laughs> Hey man, it's a ruthless world. Uh, there are dragons <laughs> that look like oddly look like large Pokemon. Um, so yeah, the commissions. Uh, my favorite, you know, daily quests are the you know kill five or six of these because the combat is really satisfying in the game, especially when you get a good rotation going with your elemental characters and you know you're you're starting off with a you're fighting a bunch of fire guys. You get them affected by fire, and then you move over to your wind dude, and you just you just send the fire all over. And it's really satisfying. Uh, but the other thing that I, I kind of experienced was, uh, was co-op. Um, and I wasn't really sure how co-op would work. I kind of figured with a mobile game, co-op was kind of maybe limited to instance dungeons, like, Hey, ask your friends for help. But the co-op is straight up MMO type stuff. Like you bring someone into your world and they're walking around with you and it even limits the amount of characters you can have in your party under your control. So if you, I played with uh, with Whirlwind, so he brought in two of his characters, and I had two of my characters. So it was the two of us walking around doing, you know, we were just, I think we we fought a boss, a world boss, which was kind of cool. And we were just going around, and we're controlling two of our characters and swapping back and forth. So that was, I was really impressed with, with the implementation of that, because again, a, a game that is completely playable on mobile to have sort of this drop-in, drop-out co-op 
in your world so you can kind of grind and do some uh get some rewards and stuff that's really neat that they have that in there and uh and kind of expands upon the world in a way that makes it more social and allows you to to share your world with your friends so that was a lot of fun and, and worked quite well and you know i pushed through some more story and you know the story's still a little nonsensical <laughs> like I, <laughs> I think i think when you think of you know the legend of zelda it only makes sense because we've been playing that franchise for for decades at the end of the day it's also a little like nonsense <laughs> but it works well it doesn't have all that much story to it and the stuff that is there is very like don't think about our timeline too much. Don't yeah. like think about who is who and reincarnation and nothing. No, no, don't think about. No, I see you looking at a timeline. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> like <laughs> oh. this just is the Zelda universe. That's all you need to know. Ooh. They made the mistake <laughs> of trying to connect all the Zelda games. And yeah. that made it a little like I appreciate their attention to detail and to try to connect all these games and put them on a reincarnation timeline. But that's. That's yeah, where you kind unnecessary. of unnecessary. You kind of made your bed with 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 nonsense there. Like you 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 did it. Um, but yeah, it, the the story is really cool. Like you, when you're doing the campaign stories in Genshin Impact, you are getting a a solid AAA experience of of uh, you know visuals and cinematics and voice acting. Like it's all there. And again, for a phone game, and to to play and feel like a a really great game on PC. Like that's that's saying. That's saying something about a game that is, you, you know, the free-to-play stuff you usually play. It's just, there, I don't think there's anything really that I've played like this. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. I don't know if, I don't know how much longer it'll stay in my rotation, whether I'm going to, like, log in every day. And I think I'm going to stick with it at least until um, my sort of my blessing payment that I put in where it gives me, like, it trickles, you know, premium currency at me every day. But um <laughs> After that, I don't know, but I, I really think it's one of those games where, I, actually, if we were doing more traveling and commuting, it, it'd be perfect, right? Because you could you could play on your phone while you're commuting, and then come home and and do a little bit more on your PC if you wanted to. So, it. But as of right now, like but without that, yeah, you're yeah. not seeing the appeal as much. It's more of like a a couch, you know, versus versus computer type thing at this point. But uh, supposedly they're working on a Switch version. And I mean, if if that runs and and is in the same sort of connected crossplay that the PC and mobile you know operate in, I think that will be a a big a big boost for the game as well. It's already doing really well, so um, it'll just be interesting to see what kind of staying power. I think that's where my sort of you know interest goes next. Is like, is this thing gonna stick around, or is it gonna be a, like a lot of these games that make a big initial splash? And then fade into the background and and certainly has their fans, but it's not like, I don't think this is going to, I don't know if this is going to stay front of mind, you know, um, yeah. like even you see Fall Guys, it was a big, huge thing and they made a big deal about season two. And, and I just, I haven't seen it front and center like I did when it launched. Right. So, yeah, I feel like Among Us has taken that place where that everyone's just kind of losing their minds about right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, but that being said, like I, I streamed a bit of it last night to just test out some extra life stuff. And like we I had people in the chat who I had not seen before. So I think you're still seeing that like discoverability of the game. People are interested mm -hmm. and they were very helpful. 
Uh, they were kind of like guiding me in, in, you know, what to use and what characters and what you unlock at certain ranks. So the game is very generous in terms of like, if you're not, you know, wishing or summoning heroes on a regular basis, they are giving you heroes that will, will be helpful in your adventures. So at rank 20, they gave me like a healer which I hadn't had a healer before. So that was a nice bonus. And someone was explaining in chat about that. Like, okay, since you're rank 20, you should have Barbara. So I brought Barbara in. She's been healing and she's been doing okay. You know, uh, <laughs> as good as a Barbara can do, right? No, nothing. Yeah, you know, no she does have a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is Barbara well, I mean, the... like, it's not a very like fantasy name, right? No. Like <laughs> there, there are some fantasy names in, in like, there are some, I names literally picture Barb from stranger things. That's what's uh, in my head. And yeah, I'm like, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, it works. Like there's, there's like Lisa was another one. Um, which again, not really a fantasy name, but then you have like Paimon, which kind of fits in with the, with the fantasy stuff. Um, and, uh, the name and gene gene's another one that kind of fits in i think with the fantasy style so but there are some like barbara's and uh <laughs> even just the way you said it there's some barbara's <laughs> she's all, she's okay she's she hey she she's good in a pinch she heals and um i didn't have a healer before i'd have to stop combat and eat a bunch of stuff which cannot be great for our heroes to just constantly down like a hot chicken sandwich every time they're low on health <laughs> so i don't know it's it's been fun to experience i had not played uh a game like like this one in a long time sort of more of a japanese you know uh rpg i guess in this case it's chinese but um it's been really cool to experience that stuff uh again i i want to see i want to see what kind of staying power it has whether it sticks around because they do have a long tail they want to do every five week content updates and they want to do they have to work on some patches and stuff and as i mentioned a switch version so i kind of want to see if the developers can capitalize on this initial momentum and and uh start to get a good cadence going they have said five weeks is about what they want for their updates so but it's a huge world so i i, I kind of need to explore a little more i think i just unlocked like the second sort of larger area and supposedly they're adding another one in a couple of weeks with their first big patch. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and speaking of, of patches and changes and, and suddenly popular out of nowhere games. And I don't know if this is because of the kind of like group that I hang out with because I play Dead by Daylight. But there is a new game out now. I think it's still early access. So I guess, yeah, like... It's available to play, but it's not like out, out. Um, It's called Phasmophobia. And this like out of nowhere is just like all anybody wants to play. (laughs) Like still some among us, still some among us. But I have so many friends playing this game now. So the idea is it's a up to four player co-op. And you go into a house And you have to figure out what ghost is haunting it basically without dying. And so it's not quite like Dead by Daylight because it's it's a four player co-op. So there's no like the ghost isn't played by anybody. The ghost is just AI. Um, And so you walk around the house and you like try to find cold spots and you And I think this is the reason why a lot of people like it. And it's kind of the interesting twist is that there's voice voice recognition software in the game. 
So you basically can uh, either push to talk or um, it just like it basically disables push to talk when uh, like the more agitated the ghost gets. So if you're just sitting there talking, which is what we were doing, we were sitting in discord and just like talking um, at first you, you kind of push to talk if you want to talk to the ghost, but then as the ghost like starts to manifest, then the push to talk stuff doesn't work. So we were like, Oh my God, I think he's coming. I think he's coming. And nobody's pushing to talking, but like the ghost knows where we are. So it's a, it's really kind of interesting that they've incorporated that like voice technology in. And mm. so the reason why I say I've been like playing air quotes is because I haven't actually like purchased the game and played it myself. I've been sitting in discords watching like my friend stream it because i'm like you basically walk around a house with like they can have the lights on or off like some of the ghosts will turn the lights off and stuff and then you just have a flashlight and i'm like i've played enough scary ghost games to know that i am going to really struggle just like moving my character around the house and then i'm probably going to stream so i've just been having my friends like pilot their characters while i watch but I'm still like interacting and like telling them what to do and stuff. So it's not quite the same as like watching a stream. There's a little bit like I'm I'm more active than just watching a playthrough, but less active than playing it myself. Uh, this game looks like a big nope. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> right? I'm just, I've seen it kind of popping up here and there. I think um, Beastcast uh, had done some videos on it and I've seen clips Whereas like some of the ghosts will leave dolls or maybe it's a different game. I have no idea. Yeah, but. they they move objects around like they'll have like objects that they're sensitive to. They have like favorite rooms, but they'll still roam around the house. Oh, yeah. And then oh. every once in a while they uh, they'll haunt, uh -huh. which is basically they like all the lights go off. Everybody's flashlight starts to like flicker and die. And the ghost starts to like physically manifest. And if it catches you, then like you basically just get like grabbed by these like ghosty hands and like suffocated. And then you die and then you're in the ghost realm and it's all like bluey, whitey, like foggy kind of like, yeah. And so, you can still help your friends from there. But like then once you're in the ghost realm, assuming you're not on Discord, the only way you can talk to your friends is they have like a, a ghost radio that normally you use to like try to communicate with the ghost because there's like different types of ghosts and they'll interact with different objects in different ways. So the radio is one of them that you can take into the room that's like colder than all the other rooms that where you think the ghost is. And you can like talk to the ghost and it'll talk back to you through the staticky radio, what? which is super creepy. <laughs> I, this sounds no. What? Like this sounds like you're not going to be able to go into a strange house again because you're constantly going to be like, this sounds like Do that you game. Just I just randomly once. go into a lot of strange houses. Ryan? I mean, not lately. We're in a pandemic, Jocelyn. I'm trying to do my part. But I mean, sometimes. <laughs> but then next time it happens, you're going to be like, nope. Yeah, well, no, I, I won't be able be to. ghost here. <laughs> Another thing ruined in 2020. Thanks, Jocelyn. Uh, no, but seriously. I didn't mean to ruin houses for you, Ryan. <laughs> strange houses. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay. I'm a fan of my house. But like, it, no, if, if, like, you know, I think we're joking. We are joking. But 
when you think about like when you're looking to buy a new home and you're looking at all these houses, I've seen some strange houses when we were looking for a new house. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one had a murder basement. We've talked about this before. Oh yeah. Um, I lived in a house that had a like a dirt floor basement, and we had to shower down there. And there was a door we couldn't open that I'm pretty sure led. I don't know. We never opened it, and uh, we we never dared to. And we warned the people who moved Wait, in after us not. Whoa! To open it. You had a closed door in the palace, and you never opened it. Oh no, we did not. I mean, maybe maybe someone else did. I didn't. I was too. Wow. I, I wouldn't have done that. I I feel like I would not have been able to move out of that house without looking. Like on on my move out day, I'd be like, I got one more thing. And I just go kick open that door. I'd be like, what's in you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that place, the palace, it had some special things, especially when <laughs> uh, we were leaving and our neighbor who we only knew uh, through through her like 3 a.m. hot dog cooking, which, you know, to be honest, we were doing as well when we were we were studying a lot. Mom and dad, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we were leaving and she's like, so do you leave any cool stuff in there? And I'm like, I don't know, there's a couple mattresses. And she's like, all right, great. I guess I'll just go help myself. And I'm like, yeah, we'll wait here, I guess. <laughs> you know, I guess she's used to having a lot of rentees, rentees there. So she's rentees. Just grab a bunch of people, grab a bunch of free stuff, right? <laughs> um, but no, I don't know. Anyways. Ask, Kearney may have opened the door. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, it was probably we'll closed for a reason. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm not going to test fate. Because that shit follows you around, man. You ever see a uh, paranormal true. activity? Anyways, this That's game looks true. terrible. I would not. It's got a VR mode. This is like it does have. Yeah. So I have not actually experienced the VR no. mode. I, there's That's... no way. Yeah, I can't do VR in the best of games. I there and I can't even uh, like bring myself to interact with this game like one on one. So, uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's a whole bunch of different locations that you can choose to go to. There's a whole bunch of different ghosts. So like some of the ghosts will like writing a book some of the ghosts will talk to you through the radio some of them are way more aggressive some of the other ones need a lot more coaxing to actually like manifest and basically you have a list of goals one of which i think is always like identify the kind of ghost that it is um but like every ghost will have a different name so like you have to like name the ghost and you like walk through the house being like david david oh my god like show yourself where are you and some of the ghosts will like if you know their name they'll like shy away from you and the other ghosts are like you know my name i'm gonna kill you so they, they all <laughs> so it's kill like you? when you're going in uh basically yes um why eventually all like... of them will kill you because you're trying to um as you get your uh as you complete your objectives in the house then like you're basically like ghost hunters so like you've got all the ghost hunter trappings like the emf thing the uh, like the thermometer the cameras the like uv light and all that kind of stuff so like some ghosts will like leave fingerprints and then so like if you've got like a freezing cold temperature uh book writing fingerprint lever that's a certain type of ghost so like the more things you can make the ghost do then the more it narrows down your decisions um and you can you can guess like you could just show up at the house guess a ghost and leave and then you're either right or wrong um, but basically every time you guess right and you get the more objectives you get done because you can leave at any time uh, but the more objectives you get done, the more money you make. So the better equipment you can buy to go on the next like hunt because your equipment is um, like consumable. 
So mm. that's like the that's like the loop is you're you're earning a, you're earning money to go buy more equipment to go hunt more ghosts to earn more money to buy more equipment and so on and so on and so oh, on. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Mm. So well, I mean, I just want to read this. I'm kind of looking at the community forums, and there's this great review from Maxos uh, who says, "Teammates left me in a room, saw a deformed child running at me and disappear. Spent the next five minutes sitting in a corner with a crucifix. Highly recommend." So I mean. <laughs> That I sounds... mean, to each their own, right? Like... I, I guess. I, no, <laughs> I did not know there were children ghosts. I have never seen a children ghost, but... Um, in the game. You're not talking about real... Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's... See, this game seems like it would be traumatizing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it has the... Uh, so, at first, that's what I thought, too, is I was like, nope, nope, nope. I am noping out of here. Yeah. And then I kind of, like, as I watched them play... Now, again, I've I've kind of been, like conditioning myself very much so so when i first started playing i was watching only i had the sound down and i just had i was just talking to my friends so it was like visuals only and then i slowly turned the game sound up but apparently like if you but i still had like all of their voices much much higher um so apparently when you're like with with good headphones when you're in the game yourself and you have your game volume high enough apparently the like audio and like the sound design in this game is super freaky um because my one friend Tanya was walking around in the house and she was like uh so Mr. Ghostman I can't remember what his name was but insert ghost name here uh why is your house so messy like don't you have like a wife or something like this place is disgusting did you like get a divorce and then there was like this like heavy ghost breathing like right over her shoulder as soon as she was like divorced it was like and she was like what the fuck oh <laughs> i'm my. like running no. scre- yeah so like again it can hear you and i don't know if there's like key phrases or if it's just like the more you talk the more agitated it gets or like i don't know how the like voice recognition on the other like i know that there are some phrases like if you say like ghost name show yourself they're more likely to manifest if they're a certain kind of ghost and stuff like that so there are there are some like phrases kind of like programmed in that you just sort of like learn by playing the game and like trying things out which is kind of interesting so it's like the more you play the better a ghost hunter you become which is cool so Mm. it's got some really neat like implementations of like voice recognition and stuff and it's like super creepy so yeah and i mean i am always going to choose like a haunting ghost story over like a slasher film like every single day of the week so this is my kind of (laughs) scare but like i think it's a little bit too much for me but i'm trying to work my way up to it because when I first like started watching, I was just like, there's no way I can do this. But the more I've watched them play and the more I've kind of like learned the game mechanic loop, because it's like there's certain things you have to do to trigger the ghost. There's certain signs that they're going to start to come after you. There's ways. It's very much like Dead by Daylight in that way. Like when we first started playing, the killers were super scary. But the more you learn about like how the killers work and how the maps work and how windows and pallets work, then the more confident you get. And this game is no different because in the end, it's still a game programmed by a dude, right? So there are rules. There's like, there's gameplay loops. There's stuff to do. And the more I've learned, 
the less scary it becomes. So I think I'm almost at the point now and I, I will report back next week, but I think I'm at the point now where I can start to actually like pilot a character in this game. And I have her, the one thing I should say, this is like, it was made by a team of one guy. I think they're, they're up to two or three now, but it was like one dude that made this game. It is super buggy in spots. It has not the smoothest like controls and animations and stuff. Like everything looks very, very stiff. It's, it almost feels like a kind of like proof of concept sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like the picking up and dropping objects is really clunky and you know, like the, it's, it's funny cause it's like a lot of the, the character movement, a lot of your player character isn't that well done, but then the ghosts are super scary because it's like, if they're kind of like jerky and like showing up in places they're not supposed to, like it feeds into that, like haunting ghost. Whereas if your character is like jerky and getting stuck on walls and like being places it's not supposed to, then you're like, ah, it's so glitchy and buggy and ah, this game. But when a ghost does that, it's like, oh, it's so much spookier. <laughs> so it like, I feel like those like little bugs and glitches like work in its favor for the most part um, outside of like some of the character like movement bugs and, and clunky controls and stuff. But again, team of one dude, this game's really well done considering. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, I, I have to, I have to applaud it for, you know, taking the horror genre and using like simulating what you see in those, like, I don't know what channel they'd be on like history or whatever, where, where people are going, you know, these ghost hunters are going to these buildings and doing exactly what you described using their, their tech. And Oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so ripped so straight off a of TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really cool that they've, they've put this in here. They're encouraging you to do that as, as a player for the objectives. And then they have a system in place to acknowledge what you're doing and, and kind of do some trickery. I, I think you're right. As you play, the more you play the game or at least experience it, you can probably determine and know what's going to happen. Because if you're calling out to the ghost and there are only 10 ghosts, eventually you're going to you're going to know right off the bat. It's still going to be creepy, but you're going to know which ghost it is and and whether it's going to be um, cool with you calling its calling its name. But I, I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing it. I'm just kind of looking at screenshots. And um, the other thing going forward is it, it. I wouldn't say it's a bad looking game, but it looks you know uh simple like yeah it is it's very simplistic again yeah. like it, it the sound design is really well done mm -hmm. but the the visuals are very very basic like and you know again team of one guy you know probably just playing around in like unity or whatever right like <laughs> going yeah. with like default character models like there's nothing super fancy um it almost feels like like a proof of concept like i'd like to see a larger studio just get a hold of this and bring it under an umbrella and put some resources behind it because I think it's a very interesting and compelling gameplay loop. Um, and like, what's really interesting is that like, there's no guarantee that you get away. So like you can do everything that you're supposed to, like you can break line of sight with the ghosts and hide in closets and which is how you get away by the way. Um, and yeah, break line of sight with the ghost, hide in a closet it can still find you if you, because again, anytime that it's like what's called the haunt. So anytime it's haunting, um, then it can like hear everything, whether you're pushing to talk or not. So like any sound you make, it'll hear and come for you, which uh. is creepy. <laughs>
So I'm just looking at the website. They talk about like guy in the chair. Is that something you were doing or is that something you need to own the game to do? Like, uh, uh, yeah, no, you need to, you need to own the game and be one of the people, but yeah, that is one kind of role that you can play. So there's, you're kind of like your equipment truck stays outside because you can bring <laughs> more equipment than you can carry in your pockets. You can, your inventory is very limited. I think you can only carry three things, I think. Um, so there's somebody like as your team is setting up cameras in the house you can like click around through the screens and you can like watch for like signs and ghosts and and tell people you know who's where and what's going on and stuff like that and then there's also like this graph that shows you like the activity level and it goes from zero to ten so you can be watching and be like oh you're getting close, like whatever you're doing, you're making it mad. It's up to six, like, you know, and different ghosts will haunt at different levels. So like some really aggressive ghosts might haunt at a three or a four other ghosts. You have to push all the way to a 10 before they'll come after you. And you won't know that until you start kind of agitating it and getting it to do stuff. So it's kind of interesting, like that you have to antagonize it in order to get stuff to happen. And you never know exactly what's going to happen when you're walking into a house because it can be one of 10 ghosts and i'm sure eventually someone will figure out the exact right order of with which to do your investigations i'm sure somebody already has like there's got to be guides out there now that's like when you first walk in the house you know like check the temperature of this room and then yell the name in this room and blah 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 blah. like <laughs> i'm yeah. sure that there someone's already figured that out but i think that uh for the lay person playing the game, it's uh, I think it's really fun and interesting and that your, you know, investigations can change over time. Like every time you go to the farmhouse, say it's not always going to be the same ghost. So you could walk into the farmhouse and nothing will happen for 10 minutes or you can walk into the farmhouse and somebody dies right away. Like, you know, there's that crazy variance going on. Uh, but yeah, so you can choose to have one person just stay out in the truck and basically like watch the cameras and watch the monitors and, and inform the team that way. Cause you can talk through the game through like shortwave radio sort of thing. So when you talk in the game, your team can hear you through the game, but the ghost can hear you too, which is why, you know, we were playing in discord. Um, or you can have your whole team. So all four of you uh, can go into the house and you just leave no one in the truck and you just kind of like wing it. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, man, I wish we you kind of have to work your way up to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it sounds so freaky. Like, and I guess not knowing what the sound design like, uh, I think that you're right. Like, that would be the big thing. I mean, we were just talking pre-show. I've been looking into like newer headphones. I feel like I would have to play. I would I would play this with my my just my shitty Apple, you know, uh, come in the box <laughs> yeah. six generations ago. Like, I don't want any surround sound i want mono because yeah. <laughs> i don't want to deal with shit behind my back you know like I just, yeah and that's I, a, like as soon as again because there is a vr component you can play this in vr uh which means that there the sound design is meant for like full stereo to you know give you directionality of like where to go and what to stay away from and what's happening and like it is very dead by daylight in that way uh, where you can actually like the sound design in the game 
gives you a whole lot of gameplay information and cues. Um, Phasmophobia is is very similar there. They they lean heavily on sound. Uh, the visuals are are decent too. Um, but yeah, like the the sound design is is where it really gets you. <laughs> so when you're playing with a lot of friends, like, is there a strategy to kind of spread out throughout the house, or are you like huddling together and like kind of approaching it uh, as a uh, like we're not Scooby doing it and splitting up, right? <laughs> well, it kind of depends on your difficulty level. So there's three different difficulty levels. There's I think amateur, uh, intermediate, and professional. And at the amateur level, it gives you five minutes in the house that you're guaranteed the haunt will not happen. So you get five minutes to kind of go through the house, do a little bit of investigating without fear of being attacked. Um, And you can kind of like set up all your cameras and your crucifixes and your salt and your smudges and all that kind of stuff. You can set all that up. And then you can start, you know, kind of like calling the name and you're trying to basically like summon a ghost into a trap, essentially, is that's what amateur mode is like. Uh, intermediate is then uh, two minutes of setup time before um, like where you're guaranteed not to be attacked. And then professional has no setup time. So as soon as you break the threshold of the house, <coughs> you can excuse me, you could potentially be attacked by the ghost. Um, so it just kind of depends on how you want to manage that. Um, you also have sanity to manage. So the longer you spend in the house, the longer you spend with the lights off, uh, the closer you are in proximity to the ghost, the type of ghost it is, because some ghosts will drain your sanity faster than others. Um, and then the crazier you get, the more likely the ghost is to attack and chase you specifically. Um, so that's another thing that can be monitored out inside the truck. So um, that's another reason why it's a good idea to at least have somebody going back to the truck to check to make sure that nobody's gone super crazy because <laughs> it starts to get a little bit dicey even when you're at like 70% of your sanity still. So oh, okay. it's uh, yeah, it's uh, so yeah, there's there's lots of kind of interesting pieces and things to keep track of as you're playing the game. Um, and then so that it kind of comes down to how do you want to play? So do you, you know, if you have, if you're playing on amateur and you have a lot of setup time, then maybe you want to stay together as a group. If you're playing just cause you kind of can, you can afford that time. It also depends on your map size, I guess, in that case as well. Um, if you only have two minutes to set up and it's a larger map, then you might want to split up even into just groups of two or something. Uh, cause again, your inventory is really small, right? So even if you figure out where you want to go, if you've only got one item on you, like one camera you can set up, it's like you don't want to like set one thing up and then go back to the truck and then, you know, back and forth and back and forth if you've only got two minutes. So and then finally in professional, you can be attacked at any time. So at that point, you probably want to split up and cover as much ground as possible so that you can try to find it and and set your traps as quickly as possible. Otherwise, you're you're probably in some trouble. So uh, there's there's a lot of different strategies and a lot of different ways to play. So. And you can play, as far as I know, all the maps on all the difficulties. So there's one map that's like a school and it's huge. It's like two stories. It's got so oh, many wow. rooms. And yeah, like even with the amateur level in the school, like there's just so much ground to cover that with five minutes, you basically need to all split up and each go a different way. Like it's just so big. So I can only imagine like doing like a map like the school on like professional difficulty would just be insanity. <laughs> Do you remember when we played Slender Man for Extra Life? Oh like, my god! Eight years ago. Yeah, this that feels was like I you're think... taunting that memory and being like, <laughs> "Let's do it again." 
Uh, it's really too bad they deleted VR support for it as we were talking. That's uh, that's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you've got some no, VR I, tech, right? So it doesn't work could, anymore. Could, it is no, also it's broken. broken. <laughs> <laughs> so they deleted the VR portion of the game, yeah. and also all your equipment is broken. How I don't know convenient. why. I, yeah, it's really odd how that. I mean, maybe no, not even gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's a weird thing. <laughs> um, but I'm just, yeah, I don't, I I have not even seen this game. I've seen like clips of it. I'm wondering if, and I mean, I guess we should move on soon, but I'm wondering if it's, if I'm just kind of talking myself into it by saying like, maybe it's so broken and it's so cheesy when shit happens that it's actually not that scary, but I would imagine it's probably, uh, it looks pretty scary. I've heard a grown man shriek cool i've had uh i think actually you're probably familiar with him i'm not even 100 percent sure if i should say his name but he's a member of my raid team who has played many games with us in uh previous years he's been a big supporter of basically my stream and all the shows uh and yeah i was he was one of the guys who was in the voice chat the first night that we were playing this and i thought he was going to cry yeah okay no i i you know here's what i would do i would i if it was so scary that i would probably scream i would probably alt f4 yeah. and be like I, I just can't i'm sorry guys you're on your own uh and i would oh my game crashed oh no i'm disconnected it's gone now my computer ate it yeah. did you guys hear that static on the line i think i think my oh you know what i'm getting another call it's coming through it's called Screw the call is coming from inside the house. oh no see i've been trying my best not to like um uh you know uh tempt fate by by <laughs> mentioning any other ghost property you know like uh but yeah it, it just i like that this stuff exists it's it's it exists for i know like people find it fun to to be scared and i think there's a level of that that i that i'm cool with but when you have a game that is specifically designed to just screw with every sense that you have when it comes to playing video games, like only made worse by having some sort of like smell of vision in, in, in your room. It's like, <laughs> Oh, this is the, this is the clown ghost. I can smell cotton candy or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's not for me, but I, I think like watching clips of people who get really scared, like that might be maybe a good first step to, to understand whether this is a game probably for me probably more worth watching than playing it just seems like it's designed to to mess with you that that voice oh, it, it recognition definitely is yeah that's crazy that's that's honestly that's that's really neat to see i like it's I a like cool implementation right like it's yeah. an interesting idea i mean even if it's not necessarily for you although uh, speaking of extra life maybe we need to set a goal which nope. is ryan and joss play phasmophobia and we just see how we do and if we get there because uh yeah i think that uh our extra life campaign could use a little bit of help now we haven't had any game days yet we are coming up on that ryan you are streaming actually uh this coming friday on the 23rd at 8 p.m eastern you're going to be streaming scary games what a coincidence it's very <laughs> coincidental and i mean my slots for scary games are all full like we have two no. <laughs> two slots and there's no such thing as adding a third no I mean, not even on our super long game day stream on november 7th you don't think there's any room in there if we the if day. we made thousands of dollars for the kids you you still wouldn't you wouldn't give this a shot you, you know what here's the thing i think you and i would have to come up with a number that is not 
easily it is not normally obtained but not so ridiculous that it'd be like oh we'll never hit this and likely we won't because we've made it that high that uh just well the other thing is too ryan i mean Mm. because i'm doing this i hope you know like i'm putting this goal (laughs) into our extra life pages so you just need to mentally prepare yourself i I can do that i mean there's there's two ways well there's two ways to think about it okay we could do a very small very low goal and if you guys want to help us reach that you can go to bit.ly slash tgi extra life 2020 uh but we could do a low goal and that would basically guarantee that it would happen during the day or we do a high goal (laughs) and we might be doing it at midnight I mean, it's your call. Midnight it's your would be call. so okay. That, I'm glad you 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 know this is this is all conversation. Yeah, this that's a good point. Um, and I feel like if we were to play it at midnight, I I don't know I don't know how I I would coexist like be able to get upstairs to go to bed. Like I don't even know if I could I could make it out of this office. It's it's nicely lit. You might just end up streaming until eight a.m. and then lights out again because there's no way you can sleep otherwise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unintentional twenty-four hour stream because Ryan's too scared to go up the stairs. <laughs> man, my office is right outside the basement, and that you know, basements. You know, oh yeah, no, basements are definitely like the scariest. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So well, uh, can, if you guys, we can do we that. Can, we can talk about it. We can yeah. talk. I'll. I promise you guys. I'll, I'll get. I'll get him to to commit to a goal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So the streams we have upcoming, like I mentioned, October twenty third, starting at eight p.m. Eastern. Ryan, you are going to be streaming Amnesia Rebirth on Twitch.tv slash Ryan Murphy CA. Then on October thirtieth, you and I both are going to be streaming because we're going to play Little Hope. And so this is the sequel to uh, Oh man, I'm totally blanking on it now. Uh, oh, Man of Medan yes. from uh, this time last year. And so this is the uh, kind of uh, story-driven horror game that has the it's the the co-op so ryan and i will be playing at the same time but two different storylines so that'll be really interesting to see how that works out i know i had a lot of fun last year playing man of medan with josh uh i think those those are still up on twitch but um yeah you guys should go and check that out again that's going to be october 30th starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we have our game day scheduled for November 7th, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. We're probably going to run that until a couple hours after midnight, I would guess. Nor- you know, when when a normal Joss stream would end, but we're going to start at 10 a.m. Eastern. So again, that's twitch.tv slash Ryan Murphy CA, twitch.tv slash Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. And you should go to bit.ly.ly. No, wait, bit.ly. Bit.ly.ly. Don't go there. I don't know what's there. (laughs) Bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020 to donate to the cause, which has turned from the children over to make Ryan play Phasmophobia. (laughs) Uh, There'd have to be some really strict rules and guidelines uh, for that to happen. (laughs) And I feel like with Amnesia Rebirth on Friday, which I. Uh, those games again those games are designed to be scary but i hear this one's uh, also more narrative driven so that that might be helpful uh and also the first few hours got to be less scary than once you're in the meat of the game uh and then little hope also scary and that is a ghost story so maybe yes. maybe we're slowly building up you're resilience. gonna work your way up yeah exactly yeah, exactly maybe. <laughs> It's all part of the plan. Uh, That brings us to our news section today. Uh, we got a couple stories for you. So, Ryan, you're going to have to explain this one to me. But uh, I guess PlayStation has gotten a lot of negative feedback around changes to the PS4 party system. 
So this isn't this one is still evolving and and changing, uh, but essentially with next gen consoles coming in under a month, they are preparing the previous generation with software updates to support cross-platform play. And one of those updates on the PS5 is that you will have the ability to upload your voice chats to Sony uh, to basically do uh, uh, abuse and harassment reporting, any sort of reporting. Ah, okay. I did see this then. Okay. Yeah. And the issue is that on the PS4, it, it basically what it's saying is like, hey, if you're playing a game with someone on the PS5, there is a chance that your audio could be uploaded to Sony to determine if you are violating terms of service. Terms of right, yeah. So, I, which really is something that they're already doing, or they already say is basically like you may be recorded. You you know uh, allow Sony to, to take to do X Y Z and have your data and blah 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 blah. You basically sign your life away anyways when you're on their platform. Yeah, uh, I don't, but I don't know if it does, like this is the thing. I don't know if you're voice is being recorded like this this call is obviously being recorded by me but i don't think discord is like <laughs> listening in on our conversation well, no, and that's, right? so that's the thing is that there is no company currently right now that because we've had this conversation a few times in my circle of friends just around the covid tracking app um and it's basically the same conversation is that the covid app or this or just like voice chat on playstation or you know any of these things that basically say we own your data when you're on our platform blah 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 you signed over your life to us the thing about terms of service like that is that they essentially provide so much data it's called big data and there's there's a reason there's so much information that no one company or entity could ever parse through like all of the um basically all of the voice chats that have happened let's let's use sony as an example so all of the voice chats and all of the data that has gone through the sony ecosystem sony can never parse through that there's too much information it would take too much time too much processing power it's not worth it but if all of a sudden you have users so you're essentially like crowdsourcing your processing time, if you have users that can parse out parts of the data and tell you, hey, this piece is important, all of a sudden that big data gets a whole lot smaller and more focused. So it takes the problem from a huge, we can never deal with it problem to a very specific like um, pinpoint in time that they can go look at and then make decisions around, right? So you are whether you've actually changed the access that Sony and its partners have to your data, you've not necessarily changed whether they can access it, but how they're accessing it is now different in a way that you could be specifically targeted. It's like the way it is without that functionality, you're very much like one in a sea of millions, right? But all of a sudden, it gives one user the power to single out another user and say, hey, go listen to this, Mm -hmm. which I think is probably what pisses people off. Like, Sony still, you're still using Sony's platform. You're still using Sony's voice chats. Like, that information is all out there that they can tap into anytime they want. And you basically say, ochre doodles, go ahead. I'm cool with this. Yeah. Like every time you just click that box, it says, yeah, I totes read this. <laughs> oh, 
okay, let me on multiplayer. Like, <laughs> so I like, I don't think that any of that has changed. It's just their ability to discover you as a non anonymous person has changed. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, here's, here's, here's something that popped in my head when people started getting upset, because again, I can't remember, first of all, I can't remember the last time I used something other than discord even with console gaming um the switch the xbox and the ps the playstation platform <laughs> we made my xbox friend because uh dead by daylight started doing cross-platform so sure. we made him get discord on his phone and we're yeah. like we're not doing any of that xbox party nonsense we know we're all on pc and we totally could you get on discord let's go <laughs> and you know what he he probably grumbled a little bit and but he, he did he did it <laughs> yeah and and i mean it works and i'm not necessarily saying like that everyone should do that to get away from this system but i'm wondering obviously this is a it could be a slippery slope uh depending on the the human side on the sony side if they get a report that seems credible but it's missing information and and there's a false positive like that those things can happen hopefully they don't but i mean like you say that but like honestly i guess it kind of comes down to sony being very explicit about what is and isn't allowed on their platform Mm -hmm. because i mean like i know like there i've seen people make arguments of like oh i said such and such a thing or use this and that a word in the heat of the moment and i'm like there are a lot of words that i would never say even in the heat of the moment like if you're using it you use it in your regular life and that's not okay Again, according to Sony, assuming that they have, you know, very explicit rules for what is and isn't allowed on their platform. So, like, I I don't have any kind of sympathy for those kind of people because no. I'm just like, eh, yeah, you're just actually not a great person and you're trying to hide behind the heat of the moment argument and that's not going to fly with me. Yeah. And so, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't want to make it seem <laughs> like I'm I'm saying like, oh, the, the, you know, talking about defending those those types of folks but i guess for me what i was going what i'm gonna say now is basically like um would i i'm not necessarily concerned about this you know like for me if i'm voice chatting i'm talking about the game if i'm playing in the playstation side of things i'm not having a private conversation we're talking about video games we're talking about you know uh pushing forward into capturing point b or point a and how to do that like I think well, that's the thing too, right? Because this is basically going to be targeting, mm-hmm. uh, like online multiplayer chat with random players, right? Mm-hmm. Because realistically, like you mentioned Discord, but it doesn't even necessarily have to be in Discord. It could be in Sony's native app. But if I'm in a party chat with my friends, like I've done a billion times when I was still playing Dead by Daylight over on Xbox. Um, we would party up and in Xbox party, we would use that voice and, you know, like, and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my friends and that is never really an issue. Like I would never expect that to come up. So really what we're probably talking about here, unless you've got some real jerk friends that think it's funny to just cap you and report you, which they might, you know, like some people, you know, that's how they find their excitement is trolling their friends <laughs> yeah but then i would expect sony to come back and be like this isn't a thing no and, and i mean that's <laughs> right? kind of was... a waste of sony's time right yeah but this is more for people who jump into overwatch and have voice comms with five randos on their team like that's mm-hmm. who this is for and personally i think those are the people that need the protection and 
I'm as a as a minority group in the gaming world and the online multiplayer world, like I'm actually kind of okay with this because there's a lot of people that I've come across in rando voice chat in video games that should be reported. <laughs> so yeah. as like, especially as soon as they hear me talk or see my screen name, because I'm Joss like everywhere, which is not a very masculine name. It's a fairly feminine name. So, you know, like I throw up red flags to people who are dicks. And so they will immediately come after me. And especially if then I go into a voice chat, it's like, oh, we were right. Let's go in on her. And, you know, like I would love to have some recourse that isn't, oh, sorry, that happened in voice chat. Yeah, no, we sorry. We can't do anything about that. Like I this see. way I can be like, OK, from minute one to minute, you know, two and a half here, like go yeah. ban this person. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where eventually like I, I i came around on this and being like okay all the people making a stick of this like i get it having your conversations possibly recorded there was concern that sony was listening in which they have confirmed they're not it is totally user-based and i think you're right from a rando situation of playing like a call of duty game or an overwatch game where you're playing with completely random people that's where you usually run into these issues and i have experienced it like people just saying things that I don't want to hear and are not relevant at all to what we're doing. And uh, we're not talking about people sharing their grocery list, right? Like this is, yeah. <laughs> this is it's just, it sucks. And if, um, if this system has people, you know, being more cautious about what they're saying and focusing on the game and not necessarily, uh, you know, using words that they should not be using. Yeah. If you can't say anything in nice, just don't say anything at all. And yeah, yeah like so maybe this is easy. I think, <laughs> I think this can be seen as a as a good thing. And I think whenever people hear recordings, uploadings, reportings, everyone gets a little up in arms. And I and I understand that sign. But then on the other side, I think this is the only way to combat the Call of Duty lobbies of the world. Where I mean, even remember PUBG, you had to make sure that yeah. you muted voice chat. Oh yeah, oh you had airplane. to. Oh man, like, yeah, was, it was bad really bad uh so yeah and like i think again it kind of comes down to the amount of trust that you have in sony as a company right like have they laid out their standards and their terms of service very clearly do you know when you get reported because there's going to be many many false reports that are going to waste sony's time that are going to be over nothing that people are just going to try to get people they don't like banned so it comes down to how much faith do you have in sony do you think that they can actually process the requests in a reasonable time and ban the people that need to get banned while not like falsely banning people who shouldn't be? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I yeah. know that's a huge problem. It's basically like the automated moderation. Like, do does a report come in and you just go, oh, somebody reported you and provided audio. All right, banned. Or yeah. is somebody actually listening to that? And then is the somebody listening to that a computer or a person? And if it's a computer, then are you just getting auto banned? Or does the computer listen, find something and pass it on to a person who's then a decision maker? Like all of these steps are, I think, more information that we probably need to know of how this whole process will work. Because it's a really big problem on Twitch because you can basically just like if if a channel gets enough reports quickly enough, then Twitch will just shut it down. And there, you know, even then you can often like there's been all kinds of streamers that have said like, hey, my channel, here's my email from Twitch. 
my channel got reported for like nudity when I was sitting there playing Sea of Thieves like in a in a hoodie. Like obviously this is not a thing that actually happened and Twitch has just come back to them and said, "Nope, sorry, you have too many reports, blah blah blah, banned." Mm-hmm. It's like um what? <laughs> so like Twitch has a moderation problem because they don't have the resources to have enough people parsing through all the reports that are coming in. So do we think that Sony can or do we think that people are going to take advantage of this system and troll people who are using it? Then I think we have a problem. So I think it depends on how clear Sony is with their rules and how many resources they're willing to put into sorting the good reports from the bad reports. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I again, it's another kind of wait and see. And I think that there needs to be something in place to combat some of the worst locations in gaming and one of those is rando uh voice chat lobbies right like i think when you talk about using discord um that's you playing with friends that's your your private room that you've set up and you can do that uh you know on the playstation side as well but um i i i think i think i would trust sony to to do this uh properly but again it comes down to how many people are they hiring what where do they see the value in actually providing this service properly or are they gonna twitch it and just kind of like make it automated swing it too far the other way yeah, yeah that that's um and they weren't very public about that like this was actually a feature that it 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 kind of came out uh, under detailed in a patch note on the ps4 and that created a lot of the lot of the lot of the issues and but again like these systems are launching in less than a month like i would think they'd have their solution in place for this specific feature so they need to they need they do need to come forward with that i, I mean yeah that's a concern as well like what how are they supporting this is it just is it just a, a function they get around to the reports when they get around to them? Or I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Like I say, I think it's going to depend on how much Sony is going to invest in this system and how much they actually want to create a safe and functional community on on their platform, right? Like they could just let it go and they could let everything go and let the community police itself. But I think that all that does is kind of drive the good people away so it seems like they're leaning in the other direction. And I think that's probably the right way to go. Um, I just hope that, again, they're able to parse things properly and not just ban everybody. But yeah. we'll have to see how this, like you said, it's a developing story. We'll uh, we'll have more more on this, more news when uh, when we can, when there's more to tell you. <laughs> that was a roundabout sentence. Um, so there's, so I feel like we talked about this um, a while back, but I guess um, this has come up again. The uh, Oculus has basically said you have to merge your, because they got bought by Facebook, right? Yeah, so they they're didn't... basically saying that your Oculus account has to be merged with your Facebook account and you don't have a choice. And I I guess we first probably covered it when this was first announced, but has this actually gone into into effect now? Yeah, so essentially the issues cropped up with the release of the Oculus Quest 2, which just launched last week. And mm. a lot of current Oculus users are experiencing that merge uh right now as it is required i believe it is required to use the it is required yes too and um you know it is a newer headset so people are are likely to want to continue i feel like yeah uh 
it's it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I think um, it was basically like all new launches going forward had like a day one Facebook account requirement. Yeah. But the older ones that are on the Oculus accounts, I feel like they had a couple years to decide if they wanted to actually get in on the Facebook bandwagon or if they wanted to jump off the Oculus bandwagon, basically. Yeah. But yeah. I, I know it was coming for all Oculus users. I just I didn't think that it was, you know, so soon. But yeah, with the release of the new headset, that makes sense. Yeah. So essentially what what's happening here, um, it, the story basically goes that you have uh, this is another story of moderation uh, and, and human moderation, how much how many resources you're putting behind it. But it's because essentially what's happening is people who have either deleted their Facebook account or never had one and are suddenly having to create one. Um, their new Facebook accounts are getting banned, um, which bricks your Oculus. It allow, it does not allow you to access content. It actually disables your Oculus account, even if you've had it for years and had purchased hundreds of dollars of software. Um, it is important to note that Facebook and Oculus are aware of the issue. They're looking into it and they're asking folks to submit a ticket. But what's happening is people are creating um, either dummy or real information-based Facebook accounts. And because they're so new and they're not posting, they're seen as, you know, dummy as accounts. bots. Yeah. yeah. So it's, <laughs> which it's is a, kind of crazy because yeah. you basically are forcing people who were not already on your platform to create an account with you in order to use the thing that they wanted to use just because the company got bought out. So you should expect an influx of things that look like dummy accounts or inactive accounts because that's exactly what they are. You're forcing people onto your platform. What do you think you're going to say? You have to have Facebook to use your Oculus and everyone's going to go, oh my God, I didn't know that there was a place I could put pictures of my pets and kids. <gasps> this is amazing. Why did no one tell me about the Facebook? Like that is not, that is not a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, they should have expected these users to be perfectly aware of what Facebook is, know that they want to have nothing to do with it, and they just want to use their hardware, that you're shoving this software down their throats. So they're like, okay, fine. Here's my dummy email. Here's my account. Here's my name, whatever. I just want to use my Oculus Quest. And Facebook's going, oh, no, we didn't say just make an account. We said be an active user. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> we this need is, to hit our targets. <laughs> this is a specifically an oversight, but there are other issues where, you know, um, someone's describing. Is it, though? <laughs> I, I don't, you know, yeah, like the, the, I think Facebook has done enough where you can say, is it, though, and be, like, not joking. Like, yeah, like, probably... uh, like, I do not trust them. Like, no, I would shouldn't. expect them to be, like... Oh, yeah, that was totally an oversight. But actually, just go use Facebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, really, you shouldn't trust any large tech yeah, company. Like, oh, my God. Like, there are can some you more imagine if like, people who did this get emails that say, oh, hi, we have a workaround for you. If you just post a bunch of pictures of yourself, then Facebook <laughs> will reactivate your account and you'll be totally fine. Your Oculus will work. Like... <laughs> I can see that being like the Facebook loophole workaround. Like, just go be active. Everything will work out. You know, I think what'll if there's enough if if there's enough issues that crop up, I think what they might end up doing is like, okay, well, what if we allow you to create a Oculus Facebook Oculus account where it is a Facebook <laughs> account for your Oculus and you merge your Oculus account into the Facebook? You know, would that work? Would that be better? And it's just like, why the hell don't you just let us? convert use our the Oculus account, account we've been using for years yeah like. not not like 
merge it with a new account that you're not going to use. But there have been other issues where people are like they have one Oculus account or sorry, one Oculus headset, but share between two people like you or your or your uh, your husband or whatever. And right. Uh, your partner and you're going in and you're playing and then oh you're it's your oculus account but your partner tries it first and is like oh i have to connect my facebook account and then suddenly like she's hijacked or your your oculus account oh yeah so you've got like a bill and then like a jane and so it's like bill's oculus account and then like jane's facebook account and they're like whoa those names don't match like flag on the play (laughs) you do want to make sure and i guess that the the process is irreversible so like to disc you know to decouple those two accounts super crazy well, that, I mean, like, I mean, do you know the number of things that I've like linked to Facebook or signed in with Facebook or whatever? It's actually not that often. I don't really use Facebook for that because, you know, I only use stuff for my Facebook for stuff like that. If it is total junk, throwaway stuff that I'll probably never use again. Yep. <laughs> so but anyway, like and so to think that you can't like disconnect and reconnect. Like why Facebook? Why? Like everyone else can do it and you can't do it between yourself and a company you own. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of this stuff is, and this is the other thing on the other side of Facebook. When, whenever Facebook does something wrong, it, it, it gets headlines and I get that. It makes sense. We need to hold these, you know, companies accountable, but how many people is this happening to? Is it a, a vocal, you know, small amount of folks? And rightfully so, those folks should be vocal and they should get their stuff fixed. Like, is this all going to be resolved over time? I'm not defending Facebook. Like, this is still a shit move. But in a year... Well, it's the kind you... of thing where, like, it, it sounds like it could potentially be a widespread issue, right? Mm-hmm. If you're If you can't unlink a Facebook account... And if you accidentally link the wrong Facebook account, then you're you just can't use your device. Or if your Facebook account gets banned, you can't use your device. Like that's a lot of scenarios that don't sound that far out there that I have to imagine that this is actually impacting quite a lot of users. Like the people it wouldn't impact would be people like you, people like me who might potentially have this kind of stuff for, you know, their very specific PC setup or work would probably be another one where like which i'm thinking like your scenario like in your household ryan mm-hmm. you are the person that uses vr like yeah. your wife isn't going to jump into your vr headset so you're probably safe to just have your oculus account and your facebook account and it's ryan and ryan and you link them and you have no problems right but it's the people like even well i guess let's say me and me and my husband mm-hmm. like Oh, hey, yeah, um, I made an Oculus account forever ago and uh, had a super old Oculus VR headset. And then Matt's like, hey, I want the new hotness because I'm Matt and that's how I do tech. And he (laughs) yeah. And then like he buys it. I use my Oculus account on it and then he attaches it to his Facebook because he's like, I hate Facebook. We'll just use mine. It's the family throwaway account. And then all of a sudden we've bricked our new device. <laughs> like yeah. that is that is a scenario that very much might happen to the two of us. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem that far out there uh, to be impacted by this problem. Yeah, especially like I think the folks that were really vocal about the merging who didn't have an active or didn't even have a Facebook account. Like I can see how these stories are just making them more worried about having this device that is solely, yeah. you know, dedicated or solely, re- you know, reliant on a social platform that they're not using. I think, you know, if you if you had a website where it's like 
you can only sign in with Facebook, that would be a problem. We're always it offered options. It would not options. inspire confidence. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I see, I see the, I see, I'm not buying an Oculus Quest 2. I've already merged my Oculus account with my Facebook account, but that's because I have an active Facebook account. There was no, I had no worries there. But if I were creating a dummy Facebook account or even a brand new Facebook account, this news would have me really concerned about my purchase and a lot of folks have returned their their headsets until hopefully this stuff gets resolved i don't you know i don't see facebook just letting oculus go out to pasture like they're very interested in this in in this technology in this company like they don't want to see it fail so hopefully they're able to kind of pull it back from the brink a little bit with with these uh not so great user user experience, experiences yeah, yeah. stories yeah, yeah i mean you basically don't want to piss off your early adopters no exactly especially of stuff like this you know that's really expensive tech like that also is kind of hard to justify in a lot of cases like your average household doesn't really need a vr headset so if you're trying to reach your average household the last thing you're like what you want all your people in the first couple of weeks of a product launch like this is to say, oh my God, this thing's amazing. I can't live without it. Not, oh my God, I spent hundreds of dollars and Facebook bricked it. <laughs> like <laughs> It already takes a lot of convincing to bring in a Facebook you know, piece of tech into your house that has yeah. <laughs> two active mics and eight active cameras. Like, come on. Straight to Russia. <laughs> you know, it's just like you, you have to have a little bit of faith in the company if you're bringing in this uh, this device. Like if they start giving these things away and being like, how do you pay for it? It's like, yeah, you know, just don't worry about it. It's fun. Play VR. Like there, there are a lot of concerns about this tech. And, and I think when, when, I, when Facebook bought Oculus, like I think it was six years ago, like that was one of the main concerns but there was also the benefit of like maybe facebook with all their billions of dollars will be able to actually bring vr in you know bring it into the mainstream and i think they have they have done that and especially with the quest 2 being so inexpensive but um yeah hopefully this hopefully this pans out but yeah i i do not envy folks that have to create a new account for their 400 hundred dollar headset like that's that's scary yeah absolutely uh, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, if you like what we're doing, you can head to patreon.com slash the gamers in. You can also email the show at info at gamers or join us on discord at bit.ly slash TGI discord. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me Jocelyn at Joss plays. Ryan is at our Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in. Thanks for staying at the gamers. And remember tune in next week. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. <laughs>